When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was good. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Everybody, welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I am Ben Bolin. Uh, I was pausing because I was going to give myself a nickname in the middle of it, but I, I couldn't come up with it. I just thought it was a dramatic pause. Oh, man, I'm trying to be as undramatic as possible. I'm a live and let live type of dude. Understood. Yeah. Understood. Hey, Ben, um, we've talked about Pinewood Derby cars, right? Yes. And we've talked about um, – have we talked about CO2 power cars yet? Maybe not. Uh, no, everybody acts surprised when we do them. Yeah, yeah. No, we've got uh, we've got an article on our site mm-hmm. about CO2 powered cars also. Mm-hmm. And, and tether uh, cars we talked about. What was that? We talked about tether cars tether as well. Tether cars, that's right. Yeah, so we, we talk about model cars and, and toy cars and mm-hmm. things like that along the Slot way. Slot cars. Slot cars, that's right. Um, this is a different kind. This is a uh, kind of uh, um, you know build-it-yourself, kind of mm-hmm. like Pinewood Derby or, or the CO2 cars we mentioned. Um the interesting thing about these cars, though, is that they're powered by a mousetrap. Which is a, uh, a fascinating thing. To me, it was, it was news. You know, this is something, if you want to be, um, the cool uncle or the cool dad or cool mom or something, you're looking for a good science project. I would recommend this one, especially if your kids are into any sort of engineering or car stuff. Sure. How are you at physics? I am hilarious at physics. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, then, I'm, uh, o- I'm okay with it. Uh, then I think we may be in trouble because I'm not very good at physics <laughs> at all, but, um, there's a lot of physics involved in this, in, in this exactly what's happening, kinetic energy mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, stored energy and, you know, here it just, there, there's a lot involved here, uh, you know, low resistance, low friction, low mm-hmm. coefficient, you know, just a lot of different things that are involved here that, um, I don't know if I can get into great detail about all of this, but, that should come from maybe, you know, lessons learned throughout building one of these things. Cause, you know, there are kits that are available. Oh, numerous um, kits. Numerous yeah. kits, lots of information online that you can find out exactly what's happening and how these things, you know, why they do what they do mm-hmm. and, and how to make them, uh, achieve better distances, greater speeds, mm-hmm. things like that. But, um, maybe I think what we should do is just describe what they are because a lot of people probably 
have no idea what a mousetrap-powered car really is. Right. A lot of people are – hopefully a lot of people are like I was and immediately thought of the game Mousetrap, which uh, if you recall the board game, Scott? Mm-hmm, I do. Yeah. Uh, it was – It was man, it was a pain to put that thing together. I still have that game. You still have it? I do. And I do you have all it, the pieces? I, I played it recently. It is so weird how you impress me every time we're on the air, <laughs> especially when it's stuff like that. You know, it's a newer version, so it wasn't like it's made it through the decades without losing all the pieces because I'm, I'm sure that my old version mm-hmm. is probably gone. Yeah, and and Mousetrap is a is a Rube Goldberg-esque kind of thing. Now, Rube Goldberg is the guy who invented these really indirect, humorous inventions that take forever oh, to, sure. to, you know, butter your toast. Or, oh, yeah, like the beginning of uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Absolutely. Or that Honda commercial. Spot on. Yeah. You're okay, on a roll, so, man. Um, yeah, that, that's right. These are, uh, well, complex machines. That's but right. this, what we're talking about, is uh, a mousetrap-powered car, and we're going to start with the engine, the mousetrap. Now, people are familiar with mousetraps. Yeah. I would assume, you know, uh, basically the way a mousetrap works is that you press down a bar. Now, this bar has a spring loaded on it, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you hold, uh, you use a plate and a hitch to hold that bar down until a force depresses the plate, at which point the stored energy, uh, the, of the, the mouse trap there, the bar part swings forward with tremendous, potentially deadly force. From the spring. From the spring. And, uh, oh yeah, springs forward. My bad. And, um, the results can be pretty ugly. Well, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just to just to say it outright, I mean, it, it breaks the mouse's neck. Yes, is what it does. Really, it snaps mm-hmm. them, kills them. Uh, now, this version is, uh, you know, what we're talking about here. You remove some of that danger, mm-hmm. right? It's not. Uh, it's not like you're getting your finger in the way of a mouse trap that's going to snap your finger off or anything like that. Um, have you ever been hit by a mouse trap? They hurt, but they don't do that much damage really. Right. But, They're not going to break um, you. But we're talking about a modified mousetrap really here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole kit, when you buy a when you buy a, a mousetrap, and I recommend you buy a kit first mm-hmm. uh, rather than try to build your own right after right I think that's start. a good point, Scott. But um, there are a lot of in- instructions online on how to do this, but you can go to a hobby shop and buy a kit. There's a there's a company, I think it's called Doc Physics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Doc Physics. Yeah, Doc Physics, which is F-I-Z-Z-I-X or something like that. Get it? Yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's, uh, you can buy the whole thing right there. Every part you need is, is there except for the, maybe even the glue. That I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But um, the interesting thing is that you know you modify the, the trap in order for it to work, and, it, and it's not this arm that will come down and strike your finger when you, uh, when you release it. No, um, no. The way it's modified is that you know the, the swing arm, the arm that comes over, mm-hmm. you cut that. So that the the, str- the spring in one bar is still attached to mm-hmm. the uh, to, well to the spring, right? And uh, then you add an extension to that, which uh, you might tie like string, for instance. Exactly, the very end of it, you tie a string. Um, I think the kit comes with Kevlar string or something like that. It's a real yeah. strong string. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the string is then pulled back using the power of the you know the, the this big rod using the power of the spring. Pulled back on itself and um, attached to the rear axle of the vehicle, which has a small hook on it. Mm-hmm. And the hook, um, it's designed so that the string releases from the hook uh, when it gets to the, f- the the full length of you know its its pull. Mm-hmm. But um, you wind it up on the on the axle so that it, it coils up exactly, it won't get all tangled up. And then when you release the uh, the the tension on on the spring, 
Uh, the vehicle, it drives the wheels forward. Zoom. Yeah, well, <laughs> I potentially know, I zoom. Know. Potentially. And yeah, there, there are some factors. There are some fast ones. Yes, there are some fast ones, and there are also some that go pretty close. Like, there are some one, there are some that can go, uh, pretty far distances, considering sure. it's, it's powered by a, one of the big differences, right, is that this is powered by one action, like one, uh, if you will, one burst of energy. Yeah, think, think about the, the distance that that spring travels. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that bar would travel, I guess, powered by the spring. Yeah. Um, it's not very great. No, we, and, uh, we've got an article on this and people who are building these mousetrap cars because there is a, a fairly vibrant community. Involved yeah. in this. This is such a great school project. Oh, sure. There's tons of videos. And like mm. I said, there's a lot of sites online that will tell you how to perfect your designs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Geek Dad covers mousetrap cars, of course. But uh, to the point of the distance, there are people who have s- said that they've reached almost 300 feet. That's a pretty good distance. That is a very long distance. That's ex- one – you know, if you think about it, it's that one reaction from the mousetrap. Well, so. sure. Yeah. It's, I mean – yeah, I mean, you can you can just picture this in your mind. I mean, if you don't have access to online mm-hmm. use right now, um, th- think about the the distance that that arm travels. How mm-hmm. would you get? How would you harness that to make a vehicle travel three hundred feet? That's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it, it turns out, when you're talking about making uh, like a long distance traveling vehicle, um, that Doc Physics site that I mentioned, mm-hmm. um, you could find it's just D O C F I Z Z I X. Uh, dot com. And you can find out that kind of the secrets of making a long distance vehicle or making a fast, uh, fast mousetrap racer. Which are not the same. You no, know, no. Great. Uh, you know, big difference in the, yeah. uh, in the design of these vehicles here. So, um, when you're building a distance vehicle, what you want to do is you want to, you, you actually, this is kind of strange. You minimize the power output. Um, and you try to keep it to the slowest release possible. Mm, so you try mm. to slow down the motion of that spring, which you do with a different length rod. Mm-hmm. Um, you do that with long, you know, of course, longer string. Uh, the wheel size has great, you know, a great deal to do with it as well. Um, and the axle size. And I mean, just there's, there's a lot of different things that you can do to make the vehicle uh, competitive in distance. And then you can use graphite powders for, you know, the, the, uh, the, to reduce friction. Right. And, and uh, uh, you want it lightweight. Oh, one other thing. You know, we, we didn't even touch on this really. What's that? The wheels. Oh, the yeah. wheels. Because you can use just a, you could use, um, wheels from a remote control car. Mm-hmm. You could use, uh, you know, I don't know, Lego wheels or anything you want. Potentially wanted to. you could use anything as it, long as it's round. Yeah, exactly. You can, as long as it's round and you can attach an axle to it. You can, mm-hmm. you can use that wheel. But Ben, what, what do most people use for these? Excellent question. Most people use CDs. Of course, this is where you and I date ourselves, Scott, because most people in this day and age are probably using CDs and DVDs. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I've even seen, you know what, there are some photos of uh, some people using records. Yes. Vinyl records. And that photo, uh, some of those photos are on unconventional vehicles. We should go ahead and mention uh, that just like other racing vehicles, if I could be so uh, bold as to suggest this, mm-hmm. uh, we do see people messing with unconventional designs, mm-hmm. three-wheel vehicles. Uh, there are even rumors about uh, some two-wheelers out yeah, there. Yeah, I've seen those. They, they try to balance the trap between two wheels on a, on a single axle mm-hmm. uh, using a, a kind of a 
uh, semi-complex gearing system mm-hmm. in order to get the power transfer below the vehicle to the uh, to the wheels. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they use CDs, they use records, they use these real tall, thin, um, extremely low friction wheels, and that's the key here. Is that you know you're trying to keep the the uh, the vehicle from having to push push itself forward. Yeah, it should uh, like just a, roll like it's on butter. Yeah, exactly. Like instead of like having to push a great big fat. Uh, um, rubber wheel down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, this just has to push a, a very thin – think about the contact patch of a CD on its edge. Good very, question. Very, very small. Yeah. And uh, you know, as far as distance, that's definitely something that you want to mm-hmm. uh, want to have. So, so – oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to point out also that this – you can see a lot of the values of hypermiling, excuse me, incorporated into this. That's true. Yeah, because the the weight to power ratio. Yeah, and and, and they're always trying to uh, find the best way, you know, the the, the lowest coefficient of drag. And I mean, when you start talking about these, it's really funny because you talk about a speedster versus long distance, and they actually talk about wind resistance on the vehicle. Mm -hmm. They talk about uh, heat generated by the vehicle, uh, friction between the wheels and the ground, you know, so it's rolling resistance. And like I said, there's a lot of physics involved here um, that, you know, it's it's a good lesson. It's It's a fun toy. And a good lesson in physics at the very same time. Can I give you an anecdote? Sure. Okay. This reminds me. I, as a kid, I didn't get the experience of using mousetrap-powered uh, cars, probably because I was from a fairly irresponsible uh, generation. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but we, what we did have, uh, we we did have extensive experience with pine derby cars, oh. and you you learn a lot of the same things. I remember it was so cool, Scott. We had this software program. In the class, we're building these pine, pinewood derby cars and it would let you, uh, it would let you sort of model the thing in a, in a rough two dimensional way. And you could say, Oh, if I make this engine bigger and if I go to a smaller engine, but reduce the weight and slightly change the shape, mm-hmm. it'll make such a difference. Um, we, when we were working with those, it was probably one of the most illuminating ways to learn uh concepts like aerodynamics uh and, and and the physics involved in weight to power ratios so if you want your kids to uh really encounter racing in a way that or if you yourself would like to encounter racing in a way that um will let you participate in the learning experience you you can't beat stuff like this no no because you can you can modify this any way you want uh, you see racers that are all different shapes and sizes. You know, they use balsa wood a lot. They use foam core for the body. Mm-hmm. Um, like we mentioned, you know, CDs for the wheels, but you could use rubber wheels if you wanted to. You could use a CD with a rubber band wrapped around the wheel for traction if you wanted something, you know, with more of a, a grip mm-hmm. surface for, for speed. Uh, you can have a long dragster type. You could have a very short squat type that's, you know, like real, almost like a compact car. Yeah. Um, you can use a rat trap instead of a mouse trap, so it's a much bigger spring. Mm-hmm. You could use two mouse traps and power both axles at the same time. That's maybe a little bit more tricky, but um, you can you can deal with different axle diameters, and you can do gears too by e- the strings. Exactly, yeah, mm-hmm. different gears. Oh, you know another thing I heard is you can have a graduated axle where it has um, different sizes. Uh, you know, for the axle where you wind the spring or in the string, so you maybe have more power at takeoff and then less power as you're uh, as you're driving. Okay, so this is where it gets really advanced. You yeah. can say like it'll have a strong takeoff. It won't. It won't immediately start at a slow speed. It'll mm-hmm. start quickly, and then 
at at a certain point, you know, maybe Those sort of plateau, twenty feet away. Yeah, exactly. It, it slows down and and then it's going for distance. Um, so there's just a million ways you could modify these things. And uh, I think it's just a good, it's just a good weekend type project. If you wanted to just kind of have fun with something around the house. Um, one thing I do want to mention before we wrap up though. Yes. They also make mousetrap powered boats. You can make kind of like a paddle, a paddle boat out of really? these things as well. Yeah. It's really, I mean, if you think about it, it's the same type of thing. You're spinning yeah. the axle. Yeah. Okay. You're spinning the axle to make the wheel spin. Uh-huh. In this case, you'd be spinning an, another axle to make a paddle spin at the back of the boat. Cool. And, um, I don't know. It's just an inter- interesting, I don't, I, I wouldn't call it a hobby. I'd call it more of a, uh, it's like a science experiment. Yeah. An experiment, I guess. But, but you can, now you can, of course, race them. So if you're a teacher, for instance, mm-hmm. you can, you can have your students, uh, race them. And, and maybe it's interesting to have them have one part of the class pursue speed mm-hmm. and one part pursue distance. Oh, and see how they tackle it. Yeah. And see what they learn from that. Um, and look at the variation in designs because mm-hmm. you're going to find a, a ton of variation. They, they shouldn't all be the same. That's one thing that, that, Probably won't happen. You know what's really cool about the uh, place that you and I work at, Scott, is that we can probably get away with uh, building a mousetrap car. Uh, if in, if people walk by our desk in our area, they would just they would probably just keep going. I don't think anybody. Would, well, they may say that uh, you know, they may check it to see if we have mice. <laughs> that's probably it. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But I bet you we could uh, we could probably build two and even race them down the hallway, and no one would think twice about it. Oh no, yeah, of course not. And if they did, we would just we would just be like, "Oh, come on." Maybe we should do this cuz I know a hobby shop that uh, that sells them and they're not expensive. Mm, they're yeah, not expensive. They're relatively the expensive. Very for the whole inexpensive. Kit. Yeah, exactly. So if you're a, if you're a kid in school right now, you may mm. want to suggest to a, a teacher that, you know, something this would be a an interesting lesson. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, and let us know how it turns out because we'd be very interested to hear this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, Scott, should we go for designing performance vehicles here or for long-distance haulers? Oh, performance vehicles. That's what I figure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we don't have – the hallways aren't that long. I mean, 300 meters – I mean, 300 feet, excuse me. Ah, it's tough to beat. Yeah, and, and that – honestly, that would take a while because I'm sure we would get to the point – where we would overthink it and we would do the gears in a very advanced design. So it would just plateau and then we would spend 20 minutes watching that thing just drift <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. Cause they do take a long time to go that distance. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Uh, it's remarkable how slow they go, but, um, the distance that they do travel. Yeah. From the videos, I get the sense it's a friction game. Yeah. Toward the end. Yep. But, um, speaking of the end, do you want to do some listener mail? I do. Okay, Scott, I want to let you know I get in trouble in this one, just a little bit. You get in trouble. I get in trouble. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a good point, and I want to read it on the air. Uh, so, John writes in to say, Hi, Scott and Ben. My name is John. I'm from Pittsburgh. However, more importantly, I am an Eagle Scout, uh, as am I, as you know, Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, in your episode, Screwdrive Vehicles, I believe it was Ben that said he was an Eagle Scout. This is my largest pet peeve. Once you become an Eagle Scout, no matter what you do in life, you are always an Eagle Scout. If someone was an Eagle Scout, they're no longer with us because they've passed. And seeing how I can still enjoy your podcast, I assume you are an Eagle Scout. No hard feelings. Thank you for reading my message. Um, John, as I, I wrote back to John, I, I thought that was a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's absolutely right. That is one of the things that will, that will irritate, uh, Eagle Scouts. So not only to you, John, but to, uh, the Eagle Scouts out there listening, 
Thank you for checking out our show, and I promise it is a slip that I will not make again. Eagle Scout forever. Eagle Scout forever. Got it. Just like that tattoo I've got. No, <laughs> I'll remember that. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go ahead and head out. Thanks so much for uh, giving us a listen today, guys. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our podcast and, and sort of advocation of uh, mousetrap-powered vehicles. Write to us and tell us if you built one, how far did it go? Or how- if you're good at physics, yeah, explain these things to us because, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff that we mentioned earlier kind of glazed over that. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of important lessons there. Right. We didn't want to tangle with equations and trip ourselves up. Yeah, because I just don't know. Well, I, I feel like I know enough about it to <laughs> embarrass us. I bet, I bet you could. I probably could. Ah, well, we'll see. I'm sure one of our listeners will help us out. You guys can write to us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, We've got a blog. You may have heard of a website, HowStuffWorks.com. You're probably familiar with this spiel, and you always know that we end with the email address. At CarStuff at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.